Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. I am Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, today is A, my sister's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Matt's sister. And B, today would have been my grandfather's 100th birthday. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, he passed away the summer before I went into eighth grade, so mm. it's uh, he passed away a while ago, but this would have been his uh, his 100th birthday today on the 13th. A him and my sister. Occasion. Yeah, he, he and my sister shared a birthday, so um, we'll remember, I'm remembering Elmer Tamanini today. Uh, proud, Elmer. Uh, yeah, proud uh, uh, patriarch of, of our family. Love so, that. So, yeah, so happy birthday, Papap. So, yeah. All right. Before we get into the news, of course, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. You can get all of the Broadway Radio goodness there before it ends up in our regular feed. And as we've talked about, you can participate in this week on Broadway recordings there. You can also, uh, if you're a Patreon member, send out wishes and, you know, and thoughts and stuff via uh, via Patreon on different uh, radio, uh, Broadway radio episodes. Um, and we've got some more things that we are kicking around for that as well in this new year. Patreon.com slash Broadway Radio, BroadwayRadio.com slash Patreon. All right, Ashley, let's get into the news. First up, yesterday, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced a new plan to support the arts and artists in the state that are still reeling from the pandemic. As part of his multi-day State of the State address, Cuomo announced the New York Arts Revival Initiative, which will involve over 150 artists in a series of pop-up performances in arts events across the state beginning on February 4th. Coordinated by producers Scott Rudin, James Rosenthal, and the New York State Council on the Arts, the events will feature performances by Amy Schumer, Renee Fleming, Hugh Jackman, Chris Rock, and a whole host of theaters and theater artists from across New York State. In his speech, Cuomo said, quote, We must bring culture and the arts back to life. We cannot wait until summer to turn the lights back on for the arts and provide a living wage for artists. We will not let the curtain fall on their careers and on the future of our cities. Now, actually, we don't exactly mm. know what this is, but we've been waiting for someone to take the lead exactly. when it comes to supporting the exactly. arts, especially in New York State, New York City. The fact that it will involve a whole whopping 150 artists, which like, right? I mean, that's great for them. I'm, I'm super happy for them, but like. That this this is what you're uh, how you're gonna revive I New guess. York arts with pop up performances with 150 people. I just you know the thing of we can't wait until the summer to like start saving the arts. You've waited this long. It's been it'll almost be a year. If they're starting in February, it'll almost be a year. I mean, <laughs> it's almost exactly shutdown. ten months to the day. Yeah. Like, I mean, didn't didn't it close on March thirteenth last year uh, or March fourteenth? The twelfth, yeah. Yeah, so it's about ten months that they've been it's waiting. It's just so, far. so aggravating, and every time I think about like how left in the dark, both by state and federal, and you know, even local city government for that matter, I just get so pissed off. I, you know, it's something, I guess. It, you know, as you said, it's only one hundred and fifty artists. I want to know who that list, and if you know, they're actually represented, you know, representative of. New York City culture as a whole, which I'm sure they're not. Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> like, what is this thing? I, I literally don't know. 
So I, I, it's, it's, I don't it's think just they weird. know either. I think, you know, it's throwing, you know, things to the wall to see if they stick when just you know, money, money is good. Any kind of yeah. rent freezing, that's good too. All of it. All these things that should have happened 10, 11 months ago. Yep. Uh, it's <sighs> just, uh, it's just odd that. New York state of all things. Obviously, they're the only ones that I know of that's doing anything like this. So good on them. Right. But you would have thought that with a, um, a citizenry that is so uh, much a part of the arts and is such a large of percentage course. relatively that th- there would have been something done a lot earlier Ex- than just that's something for. Yeah. That's where I'm at. For a because few dozen as people. we've talked about so many times, I mean, the arts and Broadway in particular makes up so much of New York State's economy. So it's not like they're... It's not like they've been ignoring something that doesn't contribute at all. They've been ignoring something that is is its economy. So it's just... It's still just a slap in the face, I think. Like... (laughs) calling it a revival it doesn't it wouldn't have needed to be so revived if you had stepped in sooner yep absolutely all right ashley let's take a real quick break to talk about our sponsor this week express vpn they have been a sponsor before yes they have and as you as we've talked about many times before there are a ton of vpns out there uh, but ExpressVPN is by far the best on the market. ExpressVPN does not log your data. There's a ton of places out there that you can go, and I trust me, there. when you can't get Many. a sporting event, you will go to any <laughs> VPN you can to make sure that you can get it. True. This one, and they're, they're either cheap or free, but they are hard to use. They are overloaded with ads, and they keep your... Uh, your login information for whatever purpose they might use in the future. Mm-hmm. Secondly, the speed is fantastic. If you've tried using VPNs in the past, they're often slow to connect. Your device is sluggish. The quality isn't great. ExpressVPN is fantastic if you want to watch. Pop-ups, pop-ups, HD- pop-ups. Yeah, ExpressVPN doesn't have any of that. You can stream HD quality videos with zero lag, which is not something you could do on almost any other VPN out there. And the last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from other VPNs is how easy it is to use. You don't have to input or program anything. You just fire up the ExpressVPN app, click one button to connect. It is so easy that even the most technologically unsavvy amongst us can do it. They are the number one VPN in the world, not just according to me and Ashley, but Wired, The Verge, CNET, and many other tech experts around the world. People who know much more than we do. (laughs) Yes. Well, (laughs) let's be be honest. James Marino is a tech consultant. That's his thing. He would not have a a sponsor on Broadway radio that that was in the tech world that he did not believe in. All true. Yes, we absolutely trust in them. So protect yourself with the VPN that we all use and trust. Use our link express vpn.com slash broadway radio today get an extra three months free on a one-year package that's expressvpn.com slash broadway radio you can visit them to learn more yeah visit expressvpn.com slash broadway radio 
All right, let's get back into the news, Ashley. And this one was a little bit of a head scratcher. It was a little bit of a roller coaster when I read mm-hmm. this because on Monday night, Deadline reported that Broadway alum and boy band heartthrob Nick Jonas is in talks to lead a streaming event performance of the musical Jersey Boys. Now, when I saw this headline, I just thought that it would be some sort of streaming benefit of, of concert event reading or something like right. that. But as I opened up the Deadline article, it is much more than that. The producer of the Freddie Mercury biopic Bohemian Rhapsody, which Rami Malek mm. won an Academy Award for, yeah. um, is leading this up along with the show's original producers. And it is expected to actually land on one of the major streaming services. Jonas would play Frankie Valley. I think he might be a little tall for that, but whatever. Um, and it is, is said to be a, quote, PG-13 undertaking. Now, okay. keep, <laughs> is, keep in mind... Is, is Jersey Boys an R-rated musical, generally? Yeah. Yes, there's a lot of F words okay. in it, which I think might be the thing there. Yeah, but yeah, keep, true. Keep in mind that Clint Eastwood's film version of Jersey Boys, which kept the original cast, right. came out less than seven years ago. Right, exactly. Uh, so, Ashley, do we need more Jersey no, Boys in our lives? No. Okay. <laughs> Rarely, if ever, I'm I'm not a Jersey Boys person. But as you said, like this, the movie came out seven seven years ago, seven eight years 2014. ago, twenty fourteen. Okay, 2014. so yeah, yeah, seven years ago, and I, you know, I saw the alert, but I didn't dive into it because I saw Jersey Boys and I just couldn't be bothered to <laughs> click and read further. Uh, I I guess if you know, this is something that will get the Jonas audience to watch, then that's always good to me. So there's that. But yeah, it's it's a very tight uh, <laughs> timeline well, from movie to this. Well, uh, look, I like Jersey Boys. I I didn't see it on Broadway, but I saw the tour. I thought that it was quite enjoyable. It was a well-done show. It was compelling. The music is obviously very good. It's perfectly um, fine. I, yeah. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. Like, it's not something that I whatever go out of my way to yeah, see I'm not again seek it out. I, I would certainly not pay the ticket price for that off-broadway production those ticket prices mm-hmm. are broadway level but i would imagine that if they did this well and did it on a sound stage and made this more like the musical than the movie was the movie was completely devoid of the joy and fun that you have in the musical mm-hmm. i'd be fine with this living out there that's fine sure, that one of the not? jonas brothers is in it i mean um nick jonas um like i said has broadway cred like yeah. he um he did he was a a very brief replacement i think in the how to succeed in business without really trying yep. um uh, a couple years ago but he's also been in beauty and the beast on broadway and mm-hmm. Annie get your gun on broadway so like as a child actor so i mean like yeah this is totally totally fine although Absolutely. i will say he was horribly miscast in that 25th anniversary concert of Les Mis. I was just about to say, Marius. he was in Les Mis, too, right? That's the Jonas I mean, that we're talking about? Yes, okay. that is him. That was okay. not good it wasn't, at all. It wasn't amazing, but hopefully this is no, a little bit better. It was bad. Uh, but moving <laughs> on, although that's when I first developed my love for Samantha Marks, which is oh, so totally... There you go. That's all them. Nick Jonas is doing, obviously. Yeah. Yep, obviously. All right, moving on. Bobby Cannavale and Marissa Tomei will star in a streamed reading of John Robin Bates's play, Three Hotels, on Tuesday, January 26th, benefiting Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. Tectonic Theater Project will produce, and their artistic director, Moises Kaufman, will cool. direct. Those two are pretty big heavy hitters, mm-hmm. so they're probably, probably worth a watch. 
Also, the WP Theater announced their 2021 spring events earlier this week, including the live streaming event uh, called The Nourishing Project, which begins later this month. They also have the streaming Keep Moving coming in February and a live reading broadcast of MJ Kaufman's Galadia. Uh, that'll happen uh, later in the spring. And then the one that's really interesting to me is a new rock opera by the Kilbanes, which is a married singer-songwriter couple out of of, uh, San Francisco uh, mm. that is called Weightless. It is directed by Tamilla Woodard, and the show weaves ancient myths and indie rock to tell the story of two devoted sisters. It actually nice. takes one of the one of the stories from Ovid's Metamorphosis is where this comes from. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, uh, so it's further described, and listen, this is interesting as quote. A visual concept album where the band and the cast are one and the same and blurs the line between actors and musicians, between musical theater, video, art, and rock concert, and cool. between the virtual world and a world in which we can all hold and feel one uh, one another again. Mm. Uh, this will premiere in April, I'm guessing, online, based on that. Right, they don't make it yeah. especially clear, but based off some of those things that they said, it seems very appropriate to be happening right now. Absolutely. Um, in this world. So I love me a good play based on a Greek myth. For sure. Um, uh, I love uh, the play Metamorphosis, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. Like, that's a, that's a great show. And then obviously, we've seen things um, like Hadestown do quite well. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of interested <laughs> to see how uh, how this turns out. Finally, in this section, we also learned that the Vineyard Theater has extended the upcoming benefit reading of Brandon Jacobs Jenkins' play Gloria, featuring the original off-Broadway cast. It will now run from January 19th through the 24th and will feature Kyle Beltran, Catherine Combs, Michael Crane, Jennifer Kim, Janine Sorellis, and Ryan Spahn. I have Exciting. seen Gloria twice. Saw it oh, really? here in Orlando. Uh, saw it here in Orlando. And then the Amer uh, American Conservatory Theater in San Francisco did a virtual streaming production towards the beginning of the pandemic, which I really, really like. This is a okay. great show. Um, it will probably be very triggering, especially based off of recent events that have happened in, uh, in the nation's capital. But it is, I mean, I've seen two, two Brandon Jacobs Jenkins shows, this and, uh, and Octoroon. Yes, and yes. if he is not, if he is not one of the best, uh, working playwrights, I don't know who is uh, because these shows are so different and yet so, um, gripping and compelling that, um, I highly, highly recommend. And I'm kind of itching to see an Octoroon again somewhere. Um, absolutely. I don't know anything about Gloria. So I'm really <laughs> excited to see this extended so I can get a chance to do so. Here's the thing. Uh -huh. If you are going to watch it, and this goes for you and anybody out there, yeah. read read nothing about it ahead of time. Okay. Do not look it up because um, that will rob you of some of the um the 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 point of mm. the show if you know too much going in. Just know so, that it's triggering. Yes, it, it is triggering, and I will just put it into the context of things that happened sure. last week at the Capitol. Mm. So. All right, all over it, all over it for sure. All right, real quick, let's just run through a few more um, pieces of news. Starting with, it appears that the future of the off-Broadway uh, theater complex St. Luke's Theater is up at the air as the venue is currently undergoing renovations. The theater owner has said that he is unsure of what will happen once the pandemic ends and whether or not they will uh, open back up. Apparently, he is currently at odds with several council members over what it will take to keep the theater afloat during and then following the pandemic. So, so keep an eye on that. 
it, the shows that are at St. Luke's are not the mm. highest quality of off-Broadway theater, mm-hmm. but but there's a lot of interest interesting stuff that goes there a lot of theater being created by people who might not have opportunities elsewhere um so it it, you hate to see any theater venue in new york not be able to keep afloat especially um during times like this so we wish them the best and i'll be interested to see what happens there Mm -hmm. and finally black theater united and the williamstown theater festival announced the creation of the early career black indigenous and people of color theater makers program in partnership with a lead gift from the tiger baron foundation This program will be a central new component to WTF's training program beginning this year in 2021. Participants in the program will spend the summer in residence at the festival in a program that provides each participant with room, board, and a stipend of $2,500. Each participant will be embedded in a specific WTF department, working alongside seasoned practitioners while also learning as a cohort in a classroom setting, combining seminars, panels, and a structured mentor mentorship with the founding members of Black Theater United. This is awesome. We have seen uh, a a more than a handful of these come out this year, and they are always worth discussing and publicizing. Yeah, Yeah, just this past year. Um, But they are always worth publicizing and talking about. Um, So good for BTU and WTF. Yeah, again, glad to actually see some theater companies and organizations making moves where they should have done a long time ago. Yep, absolutely. And I don't want to throw shade on Williamstown because I don't know if they've done anything with this before, but this is a, a great partnership nonetheless. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, we're a little light on our traditional feel-good recommendations, but I came across something that is very much in my wheelhouse here. So, Ashley, have we talked about the Apple TV Plus series uh, Ted Lasso yet? I don't... I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I feel okay. like it was mentioned to me very recently, but I don't think it was from you. Okay, Ted Lasso is a phenomenal TV show okay. that aired its first season on Apple TV+. Plus. It's based on some digital short films that uh, Jason Sudeikis did for NBC. Love Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, about six, seven years ago when they started broadcasting English Premier League soccer. And Ted Lasso, his character, is an American football coach who gets somehow hired to coach an English Premier League soccer team in the, in the UK. He's a bumbling idiot. He doesn't know anything. He's a buffoon. Well, they've turned that into a TV show, but the character has changed quite a bit. He's gone from a buffoon in the, in the digital shorts. Uh, but now he's this super earnest, lovely, fun, quirky, homespun human mm-hmm. being. Um, and it's an absolutely delightful series and everybody in the cast is perfectly, uh, set with their characters. Um, and it's absolutely lovely. And the whole point of the, of them hiring an American football coach to come coach a, an English premier soccer team is because, um, the new owner of the team got it in the divorce from the previous owner who was mm-hmm. her husband who cheated on her. And the only thing he ever cared about was this soccer team. So it is now her goal to ruin the this club. Oh my god. Um, so it's kind of like Major League, but yeah. um she's a great character and she, you know, she kind of despite her intentions, uh, develops a really great 
um, friendship and working relationship with Ted Lasso. My whole point is to say that that actress who plays the owner of the team, Rebecca, mm. is played by Hannah Waddingham. Now, that might not be a name that a ton of us here in the U.S. Um, know super well. However, she is a West End star. She originated the role of the Lady in the Lake in Spamalot in the oh, in the West End. Yeah. She got an, uh, an Olivier Award nomination for that. She also uh, got another Olivier nomination for playing Desiree in the Trevor Nunn revival of A Little Night Music. Um, all of this to say that there is a streaming production of her playing the witch in Into the Woods. Now, this is a streaming mm-hmm. production that has been available for over a decade. Yeah, it was the this, Regent's Park, wasn't it? It is. Yeah. It is the, the open-air Regent's Park theater production that has been available since, well, it... it was filmed in 2010, yeah. a decade ago. And I just found, like, this is a production that I've known about. I think I actually paid for it at one point and didn't watch it. <laughs> um, but she plays the witch in this. So if you have watched Ted Lasso, there is a moment, no spoilers, where she very much shows that she was a West End star. Um, and if that has wet your whistle, um, we will have a link to the Into the Woods uh, via digitaltheater.com, where it's only like eight pounds or whatever that, so whatever that translates to. Like um, 14, 13, 14 dollars, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. But super affordable and highly, highly worth it. This will be something that I will be watching Love this weekend. That. Well, obviously, I'm going to watch it. It's Into the Woods. So I mean, yeah, and she she was an Olivier nominee for playing Desiree, so like she's yeah. got she's got Sondheim cred. That's exciting. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not really familiar with her, but I knew about the Regent's Park production clearly. Yeah, I had no idea who she was until like when I started watching. Of course, I googled everybody in the cast and sure. looked them up on on Wikipedia, and I was like, oh damn, like she's legit. Like, um, like she's got a ton of of, of theater credits and stuff. So. Um, very much, uh, very much looking forward to this ITW. Mm-hmm. She's definitely, see, uh, now that I've looked her up, I recognize her because she's been in several things that I watch on television. She's in Sex Education. She was on Game she of is. Thrones. So yeah. she, she's, she was rec- the she's Shane recognizable. Nun. Exactly. She's recognizable. Yeah. yeah, very cool. All right. That is all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broad Review. You need to find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you you can find me on twitter and instagram at no this is ashley all right don't forget to support our sponsor expressvpn go to expressvpn.com slash broadway radio and also head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio broadwayradio.com slash patreon everybody have a wonderful hump day and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow (laughs) 